Welcome to the Hope is Not a Plan podcast, where we address tough questions head on, face our problems, and highlight our hopes by providing actionable planning steps to improve ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. Now, let's get logged in and get locked on to this episode of the Hope is Not a Plan podcast. Hello, hopeful planners. Welcome back to the Hope is Not a Plan podcast. Today, we're diving deep into the world of communication. Uh, it's often misunderstood, yet a crucial element of any successful plan. This is foundation five of those five that we talked about earlier this week, which is leader's intent, smart objectives, some sort of organizational structure, resources, and communication. So whether it's leading a team or achieving your personal goals or navigating life's curveballs, clear communication is the bridge between intention and impact. But let's face it, crafting a communication plan can feel like trying to build a bridge out of spaghetti. But fear not, today we're laying down five essential mainstays to build a communication plan that's both sturdy and effective. Mainstay one is crucial, it's know your audience. So communication is not a one-size-fits-all deal, and before we craft our message, we have to consider who we're talking to. What are their needs? What are their expectations? What's their preferred communication style? Are we talking to the C-suite that has a 30,000-foot view of this project and the organization, or the individual analyst that needs the full details and specifications? Are we addressing colleagues? Are we talking to clients? Are we talking to family or the internet? So this is a mix of business and personal communication. Are we need to be more formal at work or informal with our friends? Or are we on the internet and we're going to use, you know, pop culture talk as opposed to the industry lingo? But understanding our audience helps us tailor that message for maximum impact, right? And don't forget the other side of the coin. We have to reflect on our own communication strengths as well. Right? Are we concise? And we'll get into this here in a little bit. What words do we prefer and those kind of things? Consider how we like to receive information and share that as well. You are also part of the audience of your communication. Mainstay two, clearly define the ask. And this is where I see a lot of folks struggle or have is too many words. The message isn't clear. We take a long time to get there. So start with, you know, where are you trying to go with this communication? Is this a push? It's just an update. Here's where we are, just letting you know, just for information. It doesn't hurt to say, information only, no action required. Throw that little statement there. Or if you're pushing information out, do you need information? Hey, here's the specifications. How long do you think it'll take to do this work, right? So you're sending something and you're asking for something. More where we really have to refine our ask is in a decision, Right. And I like to use in, in, in healthcare, we love the S bar model and that situation, background, assessment, and recommendation. But I like the S bar plus the what and the who. So the situation is the essentials only. Right. How bad is it and what's the impact? It's not two paragraphs. It's not a full paragraph. It's not a story. It's we are in a bad situation that's impacting the budget right now. Boom. The background, what got us here? Only related to this situation. Right. We had to spend extra on these things because we didn't have enough. The assessment, here's what the SMEs, the subject matter experts on the team think. And that's who we as planners, as project managers, program managers, whatever you're doing out there to plan, defer to your subject matter experts. But here's what they think about where we're at and why it's so impactful. Again, it's brief. Here's the recommendation. What does our team think we should do? And if you're kind of the facilitator as a project manager or similar, you know, do you agree with it? And, 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 and sending that message on behalf of the team. Now, that's the S bar. 
right? So the essential stuff only, what got us here, what do the SMEs think, what do the SMEs recommend? And then what we need to do is say, what decision do we want? Here's what we told you in the S-bar, here's what we want. And the recommendation can be more than one, right? It can be two options. Um, and then the who, who do we believe is the situation or the decision maker rather, right? Is it the high level sponsor? Is it the director? Is it somebody else? But it helps to basically queue up every essential elements of information or EEIs, another communication strategy, queue them up so that the leaders that you're asking for this decision from don't have to sit there and ponder a lot or figure out what you're saying. It's clear and concise, leaves a little bit of room for discussion, but it's pretty straightforward. So keep them clear and focused to prevent rambling, right? And remember, the more specific you are, the better your audience will understand and respond, which leads us to mainstay number three, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. Thank you, Woodrow Wilson, for that quote. This is the fun part, right? Crafting the message. So we have to choose our words carefully. We need to aim for clarity and conciseness. Avoid jargon and overly technical language when you're talking to high-level sponsors, whereas, again, if we're talking to the analysts, they're all about that jargon and the, and the specific, right? So we have to, again, tailor the language that we use to the level of person that we're talking to or the knowledge level of that person. Um, there's no need to write a paragraph when a bullet point will cover the same amount. Um, learn to separate the wheat from the chaff and irrelevant information, right? Go over what you've written and think about is is the majority of what I wrote, because it doesn't all, it's not going to be perfect. Is the majority of what, I, what I've written helping this message or is it extra information? And then again, to requote Woodrow Wilson, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. We all have a lot of meetings these days. We have work to do. Nobody wants to sit in a meeting and talk through a whole bunch of stuff when we could have done it in half the time with a little extra prep on our message. Mainstay four, choosing the right tools. So how are we gonna send this message that we've worked so hard to bring together? Not all communication channels are created equal, right? We need to consider the nature of the message, the audience, the goals. So does an email work? And a, a good rule of thumb is, you know, can you wait 24 to 48 hours for an email response? Which is a reasonable amount of time. If you're waiting a week and you haven't gotten anything and you still haven't es escalated to get help, um, that's a problem, right? That's a long time. So can you send an email? Situation reports, just general communication. Hey, let's set up some time. Email's great for that kind of stuff. More of a push, some back and forth. If you start going back and forth two or three times in an email to solve a problem, get on a phone call, right? Get on Instant Messenger if you have it. Um, and that leads me into things. If I need a more immediate response, you know, what instant messaging service do you, you use? Uh, and, and this is harder with external partners, right? So if it's people in the same company, the same department, the same organization, you probably all use the same platform. But if it's somebody outside of your organization, then most likely you do not. Then it's that it's email, text messages, phone calls. And phone calls, everyone, are still a thing, right? A lot of folks don't like the phone call. We like the text message but it's well worth having a direct conversation when something needs to be communicated clearly. And I'll get into that uh, here with Mainstay 5. Communications are a two-way street, right? It's not a one-way street. We need to encourage feedback from the team and the audience. We need to ask questions, listen actively. We can be open to adapting our message. So we may have put all this work like we talked about in the other four mainstays of knowing our audience and clearly defining the ask and being brief and brilliant and being gone and we chose the right tool and someone still might not understand it. Or we might write it and go, wait a minute, what did I just write? But remember, true communication thrives on understanding and a willingness to adjust. So here's three kind of tips. Everybody reads messages differently. 
right? You can send something to five different people and they'll read it just like that, that kind of telephone game. You say a message and it's different at the end. The second thing is practice talking through your slide deck. So if you're doing a presentation, which is communication of information, right? Or you're queuing up a decision we talked about earlier, you should practice going through it so you're not clicking through it going, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was there. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Sorry, I'm not prepared, right? That just doesn't look good and it's not, it's not profesh, right? So if you're gonna present something, whether it's to your team or to the executives or to somebody outside or whomever it is, look at the slide deck before you do it. You know, to the best of your ability, I've made mistakes in spelling and things that I miss. Everybody, nobody's perfect, right? Everybody makes mistakes. But to the best that you can, practice, get your flow, get your message, get your elevator pitch where you need it. And then, you know, if you're not sure, especially in those emotional times, right? If we're having an emotional response and we feel like, I'm going to send a reply, a sternly worded email, or per my last email, have somebody else read your message, right? Both one for clarity and then for tone. Are you replying emotionally and it's gonna come off that way and it's not gonna help, but it's gonna hurt your communication? Step back, take some breaths, practice some of that mindfulness we talked about in episode one, and just wait a second and have somebody else look at it. Uh, it it's very helpful. And, and that could be when you're receiving an email too. Maybe you're thinking, am I taking this message the wrong way? And have somebody and and have somebody look at it. Don't tell them what you're thinking, but have somebody look at it and read it and, and say, you know, what, what do you think about that? And, and kind of gauge your reaction with them. So there you have it, five mainstays of powerful communication that I've found helpful that I've learned from doing well and not doing well, as we all do as humans, right? So mainstay one, know your audience. Mainstay two, clearly define your ask. What is it that you want? Mainstay three, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. This takes practice, right? Um, choose the right tools, mainstay four, Mainstay five, communications are a two-way street. And the bonus tip, I just kind of alluded to it, practice, 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 right? Don't wing it. Uh, rehearse your message before, especially for important presentations and conversations, phone calls you're going to have. It really helps you identify areas for improvement in how you talk and how you deliver your message. Um, type up some draft emails. Practice talking through the slide deck. And then have somebody else read your message and just do this stuff over and over again. Practice writing communication plans. What are we gonna communicate? How, how often, with who, what modality? Very basic things like that. So those are the five mainstays that I believe are very helpful and powerful communication planning. Remember, it's a skill that takes practice and refinement, but by focusing on your audience, your goals, your clear messaging, you can build bridges of understanding and achieve your desired outcomes with communication, pulling together the foundation of that solid planning. So share your communication challenges and successes uh, in comments below. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Kevin Pinnell. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Hope's not a plan. H-O-P-E-S-N-O-T-P-L-A-N. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. We're on all of them. Thank you so much for listening, for being here. Let's build some clear communication together. And remember, while hope is not a plan, a good plan will bring people hope. Stay safe, everybody. Wash those hands and Godspeed, y'all.